0: Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome.
1: Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely
0: uncomfortable.
1: Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday.
0: If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate Appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that.
1: So them. much appreciation.
0: All right, let's dive into the episode.
1: Hello, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome back for another episode of Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're so happy to have you here. We have an amazing episode for you today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a designer, graphic designer, as you all know um this week we are chatting with zapong he is a very well-known very successful designer in the professional in the profession in In the the graphic design world in the community very well known i've been following him for a long time so to say i'm a little starstruck nicole nicole's fangirling yeah But we had such a good chat about mental health and how he balances all of the different things, what it was like for him to open his own studio after working at Sagmeister and Walsh for, I think he said, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. He is a member of the Asian and queer community. So there's a lot of valuable content in this episode that we get through. and. Yeah, is he's, he he
0: has a very inspirational story, and he has, a, has isn't a, afraid to share raw, open, and honestly with us in this episode, which yeah. we really appreciate.
1: And I love his perspective and just like the way he goes about life. Oh my god, so good! Just like
0: Very Sagittarius he, tack- energy. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's tackled so much in his life, and I don't think I don't think he looks at it as, as this big challenge. He was just like, oh, I'm just gonna go do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, gonna it, I'm gonna go do that life. because society, because just because society says it's one way. It, I'm gonna flip it and do and it, do it. it. And anyways.
0: He'll we uh, he we talk about it. it. We talk about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it. it's um, it's a very good got conversation. A great mindset. Great yeah, mindset. Very good conversation. I think we're just gonna jump right in mm-hmm. and brb, be peaches. All right, Peaches, we have the lovely Zapong here with us. Hello, how are you?
2: I'm fantastic. How are you?
1: We are great. We like to start off every episode by asking what's up, Peach? So
0: how's the week going? Mm -hmm. How's the day going? What's the vibe? We're recording this on a Monday, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit of craziness. How are we doing?
2: I don't know why God created Monday, because it's (laughs) just not a good thing like i i don't think i've ever had a monday i'll be like wow this is lovely you know like even right. when like a monday it's chill you'd be like this cannot be true something horrible is gonna happen therefore why am i like i just cannot simply enjoy the day yeah <laughs> and today's especially was uh very hectic. I, mm-hmm. I i have to say i feel very productive i feel like a baller i smashed three deadline in one day did a wow. presentation so it's like you know so far so good and then you know right into some cute boys on the internet too so it's
0: like you okay know, good, good, stuff. good stuff keeping oh, wow. the
1: balance keeping all of the uh houses
0: full <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if you're into astrology at all but we have like there's lots happening in the stars right now so it makes sense what you're saying like right we're on we're on the cut uh, the full moon is on Friday, and it's an eclipse, mm-hmm. um, and it's supposed. It's like got. It's a lot of like hectic energy, but like we're paving cl- paths for clear success. So, it makes sense. It's all making sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, long so short, my Monday is good, crazy but manageable.
1: Mm-hmm. We love to hear it. We love to hear it. So I'm personally super excited about this recording. I yeah, we're both excited. I mean, but I you have. I, <laughs> You go ahead. You go ahead. I'm very excited. I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm in the design world. She's a graphic in, designer in the profession. So I'm a huge fan. Love your work. Been a longtime follower of the Instagram page. Love <laughs> all of your work. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited um, for this chat to be happening. For people who have never heard of you before, do you want to roll through like what you do and and who how we you got are. there?
2: Okay. So my name is drew and I am an artist. Designer, art director, animator, illustrator, also the founder of the creative studio Dazzle, and then what my day-to-day mission is to make everyday a razzle dazzle musical.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a beautiful mission statement in life. Yeah, yeah it really yeah. is. I think you have such an interesting story of um, how you came you came to America and said, "I'm just gonna like try the design thing and then make it work," sort of, right?
2: Well, okay. So <laughs> let's. I think we have to backtrack a little bit to give like a little paint, a little yeah, give us the full story. context. So, first of all, I was born and raised in China, I was there for 18 years. Um, and I moved to this country 12 years ago. Uh, when I was a, a emo teen, I was really into. <laughs> Uh, manga, anime, and all that stuff. So I wanted to be an illustrator, basically just draw manga. And Mm -hmm. what I do not know is that I am very not talented in drawing. Like, my hands are useless. Like, literally, my hands cannot draw anything. Like, you know, I have beautiful uh, images in my head, but, like, I just can not make them true.
0: I feel like we feel similarly. Yes.
2: So... (laughs) I was, you know, sort of led me to, like, another, like, deep layer of sadness. But, uh, (laughs) when I was um, doing manga, I learned Photoshop. So that was the time that I started to, like, retouch my friends' photos and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. have an online, like, poetry blog. But, like, every blog, I would make, like, a little poster, like, a little, like, image for it. And then, uh, back in China. Also, I was doing, like, club posters for all the you know extra curriculum things that I was doing so and then my art teacher at the time saw some of the things I was doing he's like oh have you ever considered study graph design uh in college because at the time I was supposed to study biochemistry
0: yeah oh, wow <laughs>
2: yeah and then wow. I well, well I was like oh what is graph design so I asked him and he was like well, basically, it's like doing what you do but get paid for it, which is <laughs> so not true, by the way. Like, it, like it's absolutely not correct. But, like,
3: mm. you know what?
2: I just somewhat got scammed into the fantasy of the land of craft design and I got into. <laughs> two huge fights with my parents uh, but you know I'm a single child so I basically won the like they kind of have to kill <laughs> so I uh, decided to come to New York because that's where uh, Gossip girl
0: was oh my god stop <laughs> I mean if there was ever a reason yeah I mean like the most credible wait, one okay wait but like follow up question what about gossip like why was it was, was it were you car- like that's just where it was filmed and you I, need, like, to be I there, need to be Blair I need to like I just love the juiciness of the <laughs> okay. So, I want to live a juicy life.
2: Okay. So, first of all, um, <laughs> another so, point. Uh, I side was, tangent. Like, I grew up with a lot of American TV. Um, mm-hmm. like, most of my friends actually grew up with British TV. Like, they, like most of my friends uh-huh. have British accent, except me. And, because wow. uh, I was watching just way too much Desperate Housewives and Doctor <laughs> Girl. So, like, I, basically my British accent just, like, got snack out of me. And then, like, right. I just inherited, like, this Upper East Side bitchy tone, like, for the right. rest of my life. Like, I do not sound like this in Mandarin, like, unfortunately. <laughs> it's another unfortunately. Like, you be the judge But, like, I don't, I don't sound like this at all. But, like, my English is, like, very, like, condescending most of the time. Um, <laughs> but at that time, I really – well, by the way, first of all, I'm team Blair all the way. Like, um you know, hail my queen.
0: Important facts. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> F Serena. Don't care.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree. I, I, I would agree too. I mean mm-hmm. Blair and Chuck are goals. Yeah. Goals.
2: Yes. And like, you know, <laughs> in the in that scenario, like I also like I just felt like there's something so incredible incredible about Blair's character because she's mm-hmm. so powerful and vulnerable at the same time. Yep. Which mm-hmm. I did not know that's something I was aspire to as a young child, but I just, you know, knew that I loved Blair and then I would love to go to the Met stairs and then see if there are you know cute girls in uniform and headbands eating yogurt and then bitching about their classmates and then that was my like honestly I wanted to see that and then like the first thing I came to New York I went to the Met straight ahead and it's like nobody's sitting there but like you're know, tired of tourists but
0: you're know.
1: <laughs> you <were> like <laughs> same,
2: thing, same thing
1: false advertising yeah
2: <laughs> well I mean um that's funny because <laughs> I the other day I had this un, a conversation with a friend that I genuinely am impressed by the uh, uh, by Hollywood in a sense that you know all of us who came here from like not from America got sold or promised on like a, a vision uh-huh. or like a version right. of this country is which I guess in some way it is true you know like I'm I'm not saying it's like a hundred percent fake but like you know when I got here reality and like gossip girl is like not the same
1: right, right right
0: right we were kind of just talking about this with an with a in another recording where like i don't we get the we get the golden highlights and stuff i don't know i don't know with the smith like a what a, a highlight oh. of propaganda oh propaganda. For, mm-hmm. just like a we get the we get the the good stuff and you don't see all, everything that's true yeah
2: and also like New York City from a, a lens of a Upper East Side elite versus or oh, yeah, yeah. our school student are just not the same. You know? It's
0: different. It's, it's very different.
2: different. <laughs> not even close.
0: We never saw any of them dog walking anything or nope. side hustling. no. Nope. <laughs> How did your parents feel about you switching
1: or even thinking about switching Bio, from kind of biochem shape. to graphic, graphic design?
0: Um,
2: well, at first they feel horrified and also confused because I was always a very uh, obedient child. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm like the good kid, you know, like I never caused problem, always good with my grades and like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, like I am the kid that signed myself up for uh, tutoring. Like my parents did not care. Like, they, like I, I'm like, you know, like I'm
0: very... Low maintenance, eat, like, took care of yourself. Yeah, like,
2: I'm very self-sufficient as a child. You know, like, I can survive by myself most of the time. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and my... Well, first of all, they're like, you know, wh- where is this coming from? Because, also, here is a little... Um, dramatic uh stories my dad is actually used to be a graphic designer um yes thank you for that response because like (laughs) I did not knew that until I almost finished college you didn't really because growing up like we have like my dad has his studies right but like you know all the art books and design books are all locked up like I can't touch those because he had a very wow. hard time with his career, so he doesn't really want me to get into this field. But mm. jokes on him.
1: I know, like right, right, fast right, right. forward, Seriously. look at you now. Wow.
2: So they were confused and a little frustrated because I was really good at biochemistry. Like genuinely, I was like effortlessly good at that. So yeah. like, they you're like, why Bless don't you do something you're so good at And then, you know, meanwhile, tap into something you don't know if you're going to be good at, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I had this, um, I don't know, like for the first time ever in my life that I had this urge that like I wanted to take charge of my own life. In a sense Mm -hmm. that I had a conversation with them. Basically, it was like mom and dad. I always have been good. And this is the first time I wanted to do something on my own and how about let's make a deal you let me do this and then if i succeed then we're all happy right but if i failed you can literally ask me to do whatever i want like, whatever you want like you know like you can send me to whatever school ask me to study whatever and i'll do that if this fails mm. and then basically i gave myself a um battle that i cannot lose like i'm i'm by the way, like I do not like losing in any <laughs> scenario, so like basically, I can't let my parent have it, so that sort of <laughs> a lot of motivations, you know, ever since I got to America, and you know until mm-hmm. now, I guess wow,
0: okay. did you well, okay, so I think a lot of a lot of our listeners are either they're creative entrepreneurs, they're looking to start their own businesses um or they are they're thinking about pivoting their life to like live more in their purpose or live more in their truth or, or what have you. And so I think it's, I mean, especially you were so young. And I think we, we really empathize and sympathize and relate to having strong willed parents that want you to do a specific thing and that are hard. Like we wanted to be actors when we first graduated high school. And that was like a really, that was a really that was a tough conversation to have with yeah. them dad's a
1: dad's an engineer and mom's the creative and I think he was a
0: little like oh boy they're creative yeah so. I mean I get similar story like t- jokes on them We're we're doing well in artistic careers but anywho my question is where did you find the courage and like what what in you do you think enabled you to go against the grain and kind of just like, no, I'm gonna I deserve to live the life that I want to live and we're gonna work this out?
2: Um, there are two things. I actually would say the genuine, honest answer is I was too young to know what fear was. Like I was young ah. and stupid. I was just like I like I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, like my whole life. As a single child, you know, I pretty lived a pretty sheltered, <laughs> protected life. So I'm just uh-huh, like,
0: uh-huh. New York seems What's fine. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> New York seems
2: fine. New York seems okay. You know, like, you know, it looks... Because also, I grew up next to Hong Kong. So, like, to me, New York and Hong Kong are very similar. Loud, crowded, a lot of people very fast. I'm like, all right, I've seen an Asian version of that. So, like, I think I can tackle you know a global version of that so if that's mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. but then i will say this is something that i learned later on in my life that i would say i can apply to this experience it's like you know worse come to worse is a no and that no it's not not
1: the end you know
2: not mm-hmm. the end but also like mm-hmm. usually no gives you a lot of things to learn from also so you know yeah what's to lose mm-hmm
1: and I think that's a very valuable point too, um, and that's a reoccurring theme on the podcast that failure and getting to like ending something or no, um, only gives you more information and more experience and more tools to go on to the next thing and potentially succeed at that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always say that like if you look at any of the big like big companies of the world, people who have started businesses nine times out of ten, that's not the first thing that, that they, they tried. that they tried. Usually, there's like a couple different. Failures that happened before they got to their big success moment. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, totally. And and here's another thing that I think people don't talk about: the power of no enough. It's that like it's actually very empowering because mm-hmm. um, in many ways, if you just say yes to whatever, right? Um, it makes yourself too accommodating that people might take advantage of you. Whether for good or for bad, and then on the other hand, saying no to things and people or whatever. Actually, it's you taking it active, like it's like you doing something that's not really naturally in your uh, nature, right? Like most of us try to be accommodating, try to be flexible, try to be you know easy. But then you know when there's times that you actually have to draw the line. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, at least, like, for the first, I would say, two or three years when I started my studio on my own, like, you know, I was so, like, focusing on making sure the client was happy and all that. Like, you know, like, it was, like, in some way, I lost um, some boundary Between me and the work and then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the end it it sacrifices the quality and then so there are like I just learned to communicate better why I say no instead of just like no you know like so there's like Mm -hmm. a little extra to it I think
0: yeah yeah I think client working with clients there's always especially especially if you're starting your own studio and stuff I would imagine it's like you want to do well and you want them to keep coming back for more and I have worked with in the client world for some time and it's that's a that's a tough one like you work late and you want to you have to like the deadlines are crazy especially as a creative I I feel
2: um well, I it's funny because like this year well the past two years actually I learned a lot via, uh from the quarantine is that mm-hmm. I actually like I actually decided to really embrace the fact that I'm just not a morning person you know like I'm not (laughs) gonna force myself wake up nine o'clock in the morning to do anything anymore like you know (laughs) I'm gonna wake up at 11 so no meeting happens before 11 basically and then and I will work to whenever I feel like it and then but like honestly it's the first time in my life that I actually were more manageable with time because i didn't Mm -hmm. rest every morning wake up you know like before it's like Mm -hmm. oh my god it's uh 9 30 and i have a meeting in 15 minutes and i have to run to this place you know like it's just like not sustainable like you don't want your first thing in the morning just to be stressed and now i'm like you know what i'm gonna wake up I'm gonna make my bed if I feel like it. I'm gonna do my morning (laughs) skin routine, uh, Mm
3: -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then
2: like to make myself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or whatever, and then like you know slowly ease in because like I'm just not a morning person. And then but then like at night I'm so much more energized and then like focused and dedicated that actually get more things done. Actually,
0: Mm hmm, Mm hmm. I think that's a really good tip. Especially, and I think a lot of people, even if you're not like your own boss at this point in time, I think if working from home, if you're able to work remotely, there's a lot of there's a lot more flexibility, flexibility. in that, mm-hmm. and you can schedule your day how is most effective for you. So if you are a morning person, maybe you wake up even earlier, or huh. yeah, structure your day for high optimum. Look up your
1: circadian rhythm. Ooh, yeah. You know, like figure out
0: like where that
1: where that lies, and like what is the most uh, what will produce the most productivity for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. And here's another thing that I want to add. is like, you know, of course, I definitely am very lucky, privileged, and blessed that I have the luxury that I can do this, right? But then meanwhile, Mm -hmm. something I I was watching, I forgot what I was watching, and then talked about how society is very cruel to night owls because, you know, everything's based on morning people. And then I Mm -hmm. just felt like, you know what? Like, if I have the luxury to uh, do something for myself, then, you know, like, I should. And then, honestly, the past two years is a great uh, evidence that, like, you know, if I can really m- make my life work around the schedule that I like to live, my work got better, like, you know, it's funny. I get to sleep every night now, like which
3: has not <laughs> happened
2: before. Before every yeah. time is all nighter, all nighter, all nighter. In the past two years, I sleep every day and night, like every night. You know, it which is crazy, but like I do, I do more work, and it's just insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh god, living a like a well-balanced life with a sleep schedule is amazing.
1: Do you feel like you do you feel like you have balance? Do you feel like you have a good balance in your life? Um cuz I feel like you're busy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um okay. So I I like that you just uh say Balance instead of work-life balance because I actually had um. So my last intern asked like that was one of the uh first questions she asked me like how do I do this and then she's like oh mm-hmm. well, like you know what's your well, work-life balance like and then I simply do not agree of that concept as part mm-hmm. of creative like you know like if you do like a ninety-five or whatever sure but like for people like me or a lot of us is like you know my work is highly uh, inspired by my life. Like, it Mm is, I can't really just be like, oh, it's work time, and oh, it's, like, lifetime, you know? And then, like, my life is, like, one, I find a lot of joy out of doing my work, you know, which is Mm -hmm. very lucky. And then second, a lot of, you know, if you look at my... Uh, Graham, a lot of the things on there came straight from either how I feel, what I saw, yeah. what I hear, what I experience, and you know what my life was. You know, and it's like it's so crazy to me that like someone will like really separate this two apart. It's like you know my yeah. work is highly influenced by my life, and I just yeah yeah. Otherwise, but I would say on the concept of um, how to be busy and chill at the same time, I think ultimately it's time management in the sense that, like, hey, this thing is needs to be done by six. If I can get it done by four, then I'll have two hour chill time to do other things. And Mm -hmm. um, you know, like this week is very hectic. Like today, I you know I did all of these deadlines, but I was because I was managed to do some prep work the day ahead. So I can't manage to get all of those things done. And then, you know, I'm hosting a a award on Wednesday, which is, you know, like right now, crunch time, For any award shows, you know, writing monologue, doing all of those things. And then, you know, I'm glad that, you know, war show is on Wednesday but like my, my monologue is basically done so I can spend the next two days to really prep the mm-hmm. the speech you know and, mm-hmm. and then, yeah yeah and then it's just like you know if you can give yourself a little padding on the time you know like set yourself like an internal deadline is one of the greatest advice I've gotten from my old boss Jessica Wall. she's like you know give yourself an internal deadline you know so you don't always rushing at the end. So now my life has been actually more busy, but yet more manageable. Mm. Mm. Uh,
1: that time management is like a huge lifesaver. And I think the older that people get, um, the more that obvious, the more it comes into play, but also the more that it comes into not just like school or work or career, it comes into many different facets of your life. Cause then, cause if you don't plan it, then it's just chaos and then it doesn't happen if you don't plan like okay i'm gonna set aside some time for a bubble bath
0: on this day then it won't happen
1: <laughs> um so time management is like
0: hugely key yeah and, like listening i think it's also personally i think it's also listening to what your what maybe it's your body or your mental health or what have you needs in a moment because if something gets off then the other things will be off so I thought, like you saying, like, I need a bubble bath right now, or like, I need to like schedule that in real soon. What can I do to rework my schedule to be able to like fit everything in?
2: Yeah. And then like, you know, also, here's the thing, right? Like, you cannot be busy 24 hours nonstop, like, you know, mm-hmm. you a break and it's so important to carve out time for yourself, whatever that brings you joy and happiness. Like for me, is good food, a nice mm-hmm. walk, and then, you know, if I can have some good sex, that would be awesome too. Yeah. Know, just yeah. add that in. But like, you know, like <laughs> all of these things uh, gives me joy that I need to make sure I have enough time to enjoy them. Therefore, like, you know, lunch mm-hmm. break is very important for me. It's like, you know, hey, I really need this hour by myself, just eat some good stuff. Or, hey, I really need to step outside for like an hour, Um, you know, just walk around and then I will do that. And it's actually that not only makes you uh focus more like it takes the procrastinating time out of you a little bit like it kind of forces you to be okay if i need to go on lunch break i have to get this done before lunch because otherwise i don't deserve it basically (laughs) (laughs) that's myself but on the other hand it's like you know it actually allows you to be more uh, dedicated to other times too like you know If you have all the me time, right, then you can spend more uh, focus with other people.
1: Yeah. Something else I wanted to touch upon is you had said that a lot of your inspiration comes from your own life and your own experiences and emotions. And I think that's amazing. And I also think it's a huge, probably a huge catalyst for your success. um, Because I think when people are that vulnerable, you become just crazy relatable to the world and so my question is (laughs) what how does it feel to be that vulnerable all the time and to put all of your emotions and all of these things out into the world all the time
2: yeah huh that's an interesting question so about I would say maybe six or seven years ago maybe seven years ago I had a very very uh bad health issue that looks like, is very deadly and i was like you know never in my life have felt death so close to me you know like mm. i was like oh right i forgot about death you know like literally oh, like, yeah. you know it's like you don't think about this as a you know a 20 something year old like, hey, oh,
0: you know, yeah yeah do do my mortality is knocking on your door well, it's,
2: it's like, you know, and then that comes back to also, like, self-care. Because, like, I was just not sleeping. Like, I literally was, like, three or four nights up doing all these things. And it, you know, granted, like, you know, I um, didn't really regret the things I did. But, you know, and then when my body decided to just gave up on me, uh, it's a moment, one, made me care about myself a whole lot more. But second, it really made me think about um, the time that we have here. It's limited, and not to be, like, sound, like, depressing or whatever. No,
0: no, no. It's 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 invested, invested.
2: But it's more like, oh, like, that, I sort of just had, like, um, it was funny. I was turning, I don't know, 23 or 24 or whatever. That, 24, I think. Either 24, 25, I guess. Um, And I just, like, Right, it happened right before, like a month before my birthday, right? And then I was like, "Oh my god, there is a chance." Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm perfectly fine right now, but like, you know, at the time, was like, <laughs> you know, oh my god, am I gonna make it to my birthday? You know, like, you know, like it was scary. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that was a moment that there's so many things clicked in my head. It's like one, I only want to spend time to the things I care about, you know, or the people that I care about. Like, I don't want to uh, do, like, make small talk of someone mm-hmm. I know I will guarantee forget about them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the next time I'm around. And also, like, I know that I probably don't really want to go to a party that I don't find... Interesting, you know, like I don't I don't force myself to go to anything anymore. Like before I oh this is gonna be good for you, knowing this person is gonna be good for you, or doing this this thing, you know, like I just sort of like had a moment with myself, like I don't have to do any of this, you know, like I need to spend time with the people I genuinely love and care. Like, you know, by that it's like my parents, my my friends, you know, and you know, the people that I work with. Like I genuinely care about that. And do the work that I wanted to do, you know, I mean, granted, I think that part, I'm very lucky, like, I was very, uh, blessed that I had a career that, so far, so good, knock on wood, like, you know, I get to do things that I genuinely enjoy doing, that I am happy making work, and, then, like, I'm happy about the work that I make, but also, on the other hand, it's, like, I had a moments like, oh, you know, like, if my if I'm going to live with this, you know, condition for the rest of my life, which I do uh, that like, okay, I need to find a way to look at this differently. Like, I don't want to be myself down every day to be like a Debbie Downer. Um, but then meanwhile, I need to be honest with how I feel, you know, like, like I need to justify, like, um, I forgot who I was. Was it Brené Brown or something? It's like, you know, you have to listen to what, your um inner voice talking to you like you know like if you feel sad you should let yourself do that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then and then that's sort of the moment i was like you know what like i cannot pretend to be this happy person every day because i'm not i'm overall mm-hmm. pretty chipper most of the time genuinely speak, speaking like i'm pretty happy mm-hmm. every day boy, <laughs> like, oh another day yay me you're mr <laughs> dazzle <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's like stars, like all over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, meanwhile, I was like, you know, there is time that I feel sad. There's time that I feel angry. There's time that I feel shocked, and there's time I feel, you know, sad. And then, like, all of those things are valid. I just need to mm-hmm. find a way to express that to let that become a outlet in many ways. And then, um, so there's a talk that I talk uh, I give. It's basically. In some ways that was the moment my work has became my therapy. Because like, you know, before I was making a lot of these like extra bright and like, you know, almost like toxic positivity kind of work. And it's just like, you know, it's yep. great. Yep. That's, eh. But then the thing is, you know, that's just not true. You know, like there's times that you probably have a difficult client. There's time that you probably can't do something that you thought you were be able to do. And those times are frustrating. And then if you're able to tap into that and then express that actually can release yourself from the hell you know like I basically mm. started to use that as a visual journal but also start to like a place for me to vent. like also I didn't yeah. have time to like hire a therapist at the time I needed <laughs> some way to deal with my craziness so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. sort of where it came from you know and then that mm-hmm. becomes you know a little bit of openness, and then just become more and more and more and more open o- along the past few years I've been doing this.
1: Wow! Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: I stumped no, it on you.
0: <laughs> no, it's uh, beautiful.
1: No, yeah. I, when you were speaking, it made so you know here you are not allowed to rent a car until you're 25 because your brain is not fully developed um, until you're 25, and I think that whole realization that oh. I'm not immortal and a a bus could hit me tomorrow and it's like that sort of revelation does come to a lot of people I think around that age whether and I think you know you obviously had you came close to death so like that's a little bit different but I I think a lot of like people in that age bracket feel sort of similar like start to feel those things Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a good, it's a good thing to realize because when you, when you kind of realize how precious life is, you can start to live your life accordingly. And, um, I mean, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot and that like our family, we have some, um, health issues in the family that you wonder, is that going to happen to me? What, what happens? What's going to, how am I going to feel about that when that happens to me? Am I going to let it dictate my life or am I going to push, not push, maybe not push through is the right word, but am I going to accept it and continue living my life because it's a beautiful life. And so you start to think about all of these things and I don't know. It's just a part of getting older, I think. Mm-hmm. But taking on those thoughts and and moving forward and having a beautiful life I think is is hard but also p- very possible and it's a beautiful way to live. It makes life more beautiful, I think when you when yeah. you conquer those when you conquer
0: those thoughts. Yeah. And then I think you put that into And then you put that into this artwork. You made beautiful artwork out of it. I don't know. There's this, uh, I'm such a sucker for um, hard times and like using a hard time to make something beautiful, whatever that may be, whether it's a business or uh, like a poem or however, whatever you call it. Uh, I think that's, I think that just is super powerful.
3: Oh, thank you.
0: I really appreciate
1: that. So another super cool thing that you did was, opening up your own studio after having worked alongside um, Jessica Walson Sagmeister, Sagmeister, um, which for those who don't know, in the design world, that's pretty cool. Yeah. How was that experience for you, Taking deciding that you're going to step away and do something on your own and be an amazing design studio?
2: <laughs> okay. First of all, I really have to say that like I would not have been here without... Jesse and Stefan uh, believing in me in the first place. You know, like I, that was the first job that I got. And it also slashed the last job that I had. You know, like Mm -hmm. I got hired the day after I graduated and I worked there for two and a half years. And then every single thing that I learned for my studio came from my experience with them, you know, by sitting next to them witnessing how they you know uh run a place how to manage people how to deal yeah. uh, dealt with client like all of those things i would not be able to have if i hadn't uh worked there and in fact they send me so many clients out to my way you know like when people they feel like it's more appropriate to my studio and then like you know first of all i think it takes a lot confidence and kindness mm-hmm. for anyone to do that because they don't have to jack shit
1: right they do. yeah
2: they're so mm-hmm. nice and then they're so yeah. kind and so nurturing and then so um what's the word supportive like they're very considerate and, and supportive always like i
1: of course they are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> they're superhumans. But,
2: ama- but, but here's the thing, right? Like, you would think, oh, as something, as someone at their caliber, are might be crazy, might be mean, might be psychotic, might be angry all the time. They're none of that. They're chill, they're nice, they're good people, they're taking care of the, all of us. And, you know, it's just like, it's unbelievable for someone who's that genius and then so sweet and nice at the same time. And then, and that was something that I really learned from them. It's like, hey, you know, like, if there's some good that I can do here, then, you know, let me do my best, right? And then I, I just remember one day I just, I don't know, I felt ready. Like, I one day I sat down uh, in the office. I like, you know what? I can give this a try. And then, like, uh, Jessica was sitting right next to me, and I was like – Uh, I just turned her. I was like, "Hey, Jesse, can we (laughs) walk?" And then it
0: was it that instantaneous. It was was instantaneous like that. Yeah, (gasps) (gasps) I love that about you. (laughs)
2: Okay, here is the thing. Like, um, like something that I was gonna say earlier is like, um, I sort of ever since that like health scare that I decided Uh to not live in regrets. In the sense that you know, if Mm there is something that my heart genuinely felt like I should do, I would. Do my best to make it happen at the moment. If I don't do it the next day, you know, like you know, if there's some places on my list I want to go, some things on my list I want to do, some people I, I need to uh, see or whatever, I will make sure I make that happen uh, as soon as possible. And then I just remember, like, literally turn around and it's like, hey, can we have a chat? And then she's, and then she's like, sure. And I walk into like a little room, and she's like, you're leaving. I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. No oh. and and it's just like we we are so <clears throat> we have that understanding of each other. she's yeah. like my big sister, like she just gets yeah. me, you know, like and nobody has ever understand me to a level I felt like that she does and and then I love working with her and Stefani. both of them are so joyous to work with, like I miss working with them so much every day still, but like yeah, and then that was a moment that I was like, you know what, I need to do my thing. But, you know, I was there for another extra, I think, three months to make sure I finished all the because, you know, like I can't just like drop the ball on nobody. Right, and, like, right. be responsible. Right. So I took care of all the things. I trained someone new to take care of me. So I um, I left. And when I left, I knew that I can't, I don't have enough of assets to start my business just yet. Like in a sense, like, you know, I don't have a whole lot of savings. I don't. Have a whole lot of project or clients. So I sort of spent, I think, well, I, first of all, I went on a vacation first. I, I flew to LA, like, enjoy. We love that. Yeah, like, <laughs> two weeks off, just like, you know what, I'm gonna enjoy my life.
0: Feet in the sand, climb a mountain.
2: Yeah, like, you know, by the beach, like, just like, you know, soak in all the California sunlight. And then. Yeah, because you
0: were about to go to work.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I came back so <laughs> recharged, and then I worked really hard as a freelancer for about, I would say six months to save up like as much money as I, ha- I have. I like, save up almost one year worth of salary that I can just, God forbid, don't have any client want to hire me. I can survive for another year. Cause I like the second I graduate from my college, I do not want a single dime from my parents. And I don't, I, I basically stopped since junior year. Like I, I start, to take on junior, uh, uh, like freelance stuff, uh, since a junior. But when I left the studio, I was like, you know, I really need to make sure I can, uh, like I don't want to take on things I don't want to take on. That's, I would say mm-hmm. the biggest reason I, uh, save up too. Cause like, you know, you don't want to be so scrambled in shitty project. And then a good project shows up. You don't have the time and availability to get on. So, That was, I think, very lucky of me. Like, I just have been very blessed for the past few years that, you know, that didn't happen very often.
1: Mm. Something, I I feel like a lot of people can, and I know the first time that I ever quit a a job or, like, left an opportunity to go do something else, it could be very nerve-wracking, but... If you have a good boss, it'll be exactly the way that you described it. Nine times they should, you know, it'll be like I'm so sad that you're leaving, but I'm but so excited, I'm so for, excited you. for you in this next opportunity mm-hmm. and I can help you no matter and I'll help you in whatever way that I can. Um and so if you have a good mentor, if you have a good boss, manager, that's how it'll it, it, that's how it should be. Yeah. And I also just love about you that you just like see something and you Ugh. don't even see an obstacle you're just like oh I'm going to do it. I'm just going to freelance for a little bit, save up a year's salary just in case and then Cash. I'll go on and like do all of this other stuff. So, a lot of people can get stuck on the what ifs and see all of the different like all of the things that could I'm go wrong. I'm not going to have a steady income. Like I could never do that. But then you find a way around it and you or not maybe not you you just tackle everything and you just do it, and it's not even, like, a big deal. He's got
0: thoughts. He's got thoughts. <laughs> well,
2: okay, so, <clears throat> there are two things. Oh, one thing. mm-hmm. I think one thing just left my head. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to that. But, like, about the stability thing, you know, sure. technically, nothing is stable.
1: That's true, too. So, mm-hmm. I, okay. I basically
2: find a way to, like, Jedi mind tricked my brain out of it, in the sense that, like, I have to make sure in some way... Because, like, you know, <clears throat> anxiety is real, but... Oh, the other thought came back. Um, is that... But the, the the other thought I was going to mention is, like, um, my main reason is, like, worse come to worse is a no. Like, you know, mm. if this failed, and at least I tried, I can always go to another studio or go back to Sagmeister. I, like, you know, I knew that. So, like, I think in some way give me, like, some reassurance of, like, okay you know, there are alternative paths that I can go on if this doesn't pan out. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. it's like, technically the idea of safety or stability, it's very, uh, what's it called? Um, um,
1: uh, it's a social construct?
2: Uh, no, it's, it's, um it fluctuates. You know, and also like, it, you know, if you, let's say um your company, right, mm. you work for place that's nine to five, but then they are public right you know maybe it got bought and got killed or maybe the stock mm-hmm. went tank and you know like, there's so many things could go wrong even right. if you have- yeah, right maybe right, a right.
1: global pandemic can come <laughs> along and, <laughs> and wipe
2: and then, everyone out <laughs> and honestly and then and this is like, i felt yeah. very like lucky my life so far is like oh so far most of my big life decisions has been good life decisions. That, like, I'm very, very lucky. But on the other hand, it's just, like, there are a lot of, I think, societal uh, ideals of, like, what a career should be, what a timeline of a career yes. should be. You know, like, I was told, oh, yes. you know, you can probably become a career director at your 40s. Yeah. And, but I did it at 26, mm-hmm. you know? and. And because I think there are things people say to you that somehow becomes the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's just absolutely not real. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, And that was very good for me to realize because, you know, also on the other hand, like I think ageism is also very, very real. Like totally. when I first started my studio, I talked to clients that are you know, a lot older than me. And then they were very disrespectful because they were like, what do you know? I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. You don't have to hire me. Yeah. You know, honestly, don't. Yeah. If you don't like this, go somewhere else. But if you're here, show some respect, and then we can get to work. Yeah, yeah,
0: seriously. Especially, I mean, with graphic design, I mean, the work speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Oh, God, that's so irritating. I do
1: think that people can, like, ageism is definitely real on both ends of the spectrum. Like, yeah. some people think that old an older generation is not cut out for X, Y, and Z, and some people think that the younger generation is not uh, experienced enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's all about like you like you said work sometimes speaks for itself but if this person and I always I, it's so hard I think when you uh, when you're trying to hire someone, if we're talking about in that situation, uh, how can I like truly know if someone's good for the job based on a fifteen-minute conversation? And like if we're interviewing, I'm like based on their resume, based on their experience that they have on a paper, I'm not gonna know. I feel I'm not gonna know until like they're in the seat next to me working. If I'll if I'll like actually like them as a person, like how they'll be in a in a tricky situation. I just find the hiring process to be so challenging sometimes, <laughs> um, and especially on the other hand, it's like some people yeah. i don't know i think it's 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 hard it's hard to know it's hard to know you don't know anything just based on the number of a, of an age of a person mm-hmm. so that's definitely yeah.
0: i think okay. it, i think at the end of the day it's like don't let societal constructs keep mm-hmm. you from doing something that you feel drawn to do or that you feel called to do if you want to if you're or even like if you're 35 years old and you've been in your 9 to 5 the entire time and it says you should stay there or whatever like society says you should stay there screw it fuck it go go do the thing that you want to do because you only get one chance in this lifetime to do all of the things that we want to do
2: well here's another thing it's like we're in the creative industry i genuinely believe there's a creative way to approach every single thing Mm -hmm. in our life Mm -hmm. and if we are called the creatives if i we don't have a creative way to approach our own life then what are we doing? Right. You know, it's like, okay, That's really we learned this thing. It's not just to make visuals. Like it could be applied to so many things. So, you know, why not just give those things a shot, you know? And like, like I said earlier, like when I decided to just embrace my nighttime, you know, work schedule and then just don't work in the morning, it has changed my life drastically. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I just think there are so many things that are not, so squared and then so um you know uh restricted yeah. you know like a lot of the things is what we put on, upon ourselves mm-hmm.
0: yeah i love that point i've never thought about it that way i mean I go ahead. But, well i was just gonna say creative problem solving is everywhere and we can apply it to all things totally yeah
1: another question that we had was how do how does mental slash emotional health play a role in your business and your routine
2: um okay that's a really, really good question. Cause I actually gone through so much for the past two years and it has changed me drastically. Mm-hmm. So I I would say the first you know, Dazzle just celebrated its five years anniversary, Ooh. which is really awesome. <laughs>
1: Congratulations. And
2: I was thank you. And then but the like the first three years I genuinely I have to say shout outs to all my interns who put up with me <laughs> because I think um Granted, I I felt like I was okay, but, you know, I definitely wasn't the most, I would say, the world's best boss in the way that, like, I – there's time that I think they get stressed out from working with me because I am, in nature, insanely fast as a worker. Like, you know, whatever I do takes no time. I just – I don't know why. I just work really fast. And then for someone who – are still in school or someone just graduated, you know, could be intimidating. I wasn't giving them enough of a um, heads up slash um, consideration also. Yeah. Like for the, like, you know, like I, I just, it made them stressed for no reason whatsoever. And then I felt very bad for that. And then meanwhile, like I wasn't as, uh, I would say respectful to other people's time as my own in the sense that, you know, I sort of graduated from a school that, like, you know, you just work till it's done, you know. And then I learned that that's not how it should be and then how it should be done in real life. You know, you can do that in school. And then, but, like, I sort of carried that mentality throughout the first few years of my career up up till the first three years of the studio as well that I felt bad for my interns. Sometimes they just have to stay very late with me. Until I get this done, you know? And in the past two years, ever since the pandemic, but like, first of all, when the pandemic happened, I took a long break from having people working with me. Like, I just have no one. It's just me. And I really took some time to think about how I should work, how I should approach work, or how, I, how I should prepare the work for other people. Because, you know, every day uh, someone come to my studio, I give them assignments, basically. Mm-hmm. And then before... I wasn't as prepared the day before. So I basically just spend my morning trying to figure out what to give them and they would spend the afternoon to work on that. But now every day, the first thing in the morning, I have a brief. You know, I will debrief you on what needs to be done, when we're gonna do the checkup, when we're gonna do the follow-up, when is the revision, when is the delivery. All of those th- things are delivered first thing in the morning so they can have that in their mind, Mm because I want to get out of here at seven. Like, I want to (laughs) go to have a nice dinner. You know, I want to do my thing. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they they are too. So, like, I spent all of time to make that happen. And then on the other hand, I wasn't really in a good place, um, I would say, mentally, in the sense that I was... um, There's a lot of, uh, I think, underlining... I don't want to say... Self-loathing, but like there's definitely times I felt like I am trash, and I'm just faking putting on this glamorous facade. Put, you know like, like the, a little imposter like,
0: syndrome happening there. Well, I, if it sounds more like you're you're putting on a mask and like saying everything's happy-go-lucky and putting on a uh, like performing the way that everybody sees you, kind of thing. When inside, you don't really believe it as much.
2: Well, it's more like um, I. No, I'm good at what I do. Yeah. I know that. But I don't really believe that I was a good person, you know? Like, so it's not really imposter syndrome as, like, you know, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh I'm faking, uh, like, do I believe I deserve to be here? Yeah. But, like, I think about, like, oh, I'm a horrible person. Like, they shouldn't be this nice to me, you know? Like, you know, and I think about this all the time. And then, until, like, last year, I actually got two therapists um we love that. You know, <laughs> uh starting the pandemic like, <laughs> for various reasons. Yeah. So I have two therapists and then they've tackled different reasons mm-hmm. that um different problems that I have. And I basically learned a lot more on well one, I'm not trash, you know, I deserve good things, and also like I am so much more than I thought that I am, or so much more than I thought that I was. But then, meanwhile, that made me have a better perspective to nurturing young talents, if you wanted to put it that way. In the sense, like before, I am, I want to be the mama bear for them. I do. But then, meanwhile, it's like, but like, I'm shit. Like, I don't want you to turn out to be like me, kind of like. Thoughts, so I have to give them uh, advices and thoughts that, you no know, come from my experience, but then more like what advice not to do versus, like, advice to do. So I had, like, a huge shift in, like, how I approach, you know, with my interns um, to how to really help them, not just with work, but with life also. Because, like, you know, I'm in a much better and healthier um mindset right now that i don't really have that much uh, negative emotions that carry through work like i don't want to be that frustrated boss that you know make their employees feel frustrated as well you know like i genuinely want to create like you know if you're not in a good mood you're not going to make good work right right. Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen especially for the line of work that we do. Like, how the hell can we make something nice when you hate the world? (laughs) Yeah. That's not how it works, you know? (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So, yeah, I changed that. And I think also set my pride aside was also a really good thing to do. Like, you know, I, before, like I said, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm good at what I do. Yeah. So it's very much is, you know, the Z way or no way. You know, it's like if you don't do the way that I do, why are you here? You know, like I, you know, because the mm-hmm. thing is like, hey, I paid for your assistance. So you really have to do what I asked you to do. Uh. But then right now, i sort of in a better mindset. It's like, okay, there must be a reason they decided. To, they, they they have ears. They hear me, yeah. right? Yeah. But they didn't do the thing. That I, so what is their reasoning? What is the intention? What is the motivation? So let's figure that out. And then let's go to a place that we can mutually – agree and be comfortable with and then that's something that I learned yeah. a lot like communication basically
1: yeah I think that can be a, a like I can totally see that being uh, something hard for especially an artist to learn because you're used to being in your head you're used to doing your own projects the way that you do them and now you have this studio that has your name all over it so everything needs to you know, be approved by you. So I can understand that being a hard thing to
0: navigate through at first. It, it sounds like you're learning how to be a leader. Like you're in this mm-hmm. next phase of, of life learning how to do uh, this next thing. That not only, it's, We're not
1: just thinking about my career. I, I'm thinking, like you said, I want to like, be there. I'm going
0: to be there for them.
2: Yeah, totally. And also, on the other hand, it's like, you know, what I've realized is the intention of me starting the studio in the beginning. is like, you know, this is not called the Tsipengju studio, you know? And I wanted to create a space to make dazzling work, and I really need to let it to have space, have room for other voices and other perspective and other aesthetic to live mm-hmm. in the space. You know, if I am not opening up for that to happen it's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. so you know like what i find very cool is like you know but by the way i'm very blessed every single intern that i've i've had are fantastic nice sweet human beings that are also so 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 talented and every single one of them have so much more to give beyond design you know like my last intern, Sam. She's an illustrator. The one before Rosie is a creative technologist. The one before Suki is, you know, a three D artist. Zitong is like an experimental, like typographer. Nat can do like three D and then like talk and do yoga. You know, it's just like <laughs> has so many like unique strengths that they can bring to the table and do work that makes my work so much better. Like, like I was, you know, a very simple 2D creator. You know, now 3D is a big part of my repertoire. And then, like, that has, you know, changed a lot of things drastically.
0: hmm I think it's something that, uh, I'll, I'll speak for myself, something that I've learned big time over the last, like, two years is that perspective uh, is really important. And t- when you have more than one, if you only have one perspective, it can be Limited. detrimental like it can be a p- big problem if you're only looking at one pers- per- one perspective or like one group's perspective but and when you enter in all of these different people that live different lives that have different see different things and um experience different, have different hobbies even it just like makes the work that much richer makes your world much richer only positive things yeah yeah
2: yeah, like, you know, I genuinely find that I learn so much from them as well. Like, you know, it's not yeah. like a one-way uh, street. It's very much a exchange and a collaboration. And it's just so cool and fun that, like, these get to know someone really well. Oh, and this is another thing, what I decided to do in the pandemic is, like, you know, they come three days a week in person, and then two mm-hmm. days just remote. Because you know, I feel like we all need some time to just yeah. for each. Because like you know, <laughs> I know a lot, and then you know like, but to spend the three days, we can actually really treasure each other's time. You know, like we have a really awesome heart to heart always. You know, like how can we do better? Like uh, for both ways. Like I always ask them, uh, ask them every other week, and say, you know, past two weeks, how do you feel? How am I doing? Like, how how do you think you are doing? You know, how can I do better? What have I been doing that's good that you want more? You know, like what kind of project you want to work on? You know, like all of those things, and to you know what to order for lunch. You know, like
3: yeah, yeah.
2: I would say here's one thing: my studio has the world's best lunches, and I'm gonna put it out there. Uh-huh. Nobody else can compete to the lunch that we have. Ask any intern I've had; every single food decision is good. There's no <laughs> bad food, not my watch. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not on my
0: way. What's your favorite food?
2: Okay, that's a different story. Do you do lunch? My favorite food is something that my mom would make, um, oh. either her uh, pork ribs or she makes this like very strange stir fry. That's very like it's <laughs> like a uh, fermented black bean peanut and like um, minced pork garlic. Um, sauce, I guess, like a uh-huh. stir fry. I'm intrigued, you yeah. put it on rice, you put it on noodles, you put it on anything, but it's like spicy, umami, savory, super salty, but like in the best way possible. Yeah, I miss that. And, yeah. But, you know, but that's not something that you can eat every day. Also, <laughs> but for, for, for my studio, you know, like there are a amazing taco truck, like, down the block uh, from me on Metropolitan, that uh, I think it's called the Br- Brilla style. Priya style, it's like it comes with a broth. You dip the taco in the broth Ooh. and you eat it, which is delicious. Um, what else? That's um, so.
0: Where Where in the city is your studio?
2: Oh, I'm in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Oh, oh fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's lots of good yeah. stuff.
2: And then, but like, also, like in my freezer, I have these amazing uh, dumplings that Ooh. I can. Just do that on the fly if I need to, you know. And there are many things. But, you know, like, I also, I am a person that don't like to repeat myself. Like, I hate the concept of a, a routine. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's no way in how you're going to eat the same thing twice in a day. Like, there's that's just not going to happen. And um, so every day is a new adventure. Sometimes we go try new things, too. It's not always, like, there's a menu. But, like, you know, every day, like what's for <laughs> what's for lunch and what do you want to listen to on Spotify are like the two biggest questions that we have uh, at the studio
0: versus uh-huh. anything else. <laughs> I feel like those are the two big things that we that ask we each talk other. about all we the time. Work, we work it fully remote tone. together. It sets the tone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, okay. So, as we're like creeping up on our hour mark here, is there anything else that, we, that you want to cover? Any like topics that you feel would be important before we before we move on
2: well as a member of the asian community i cannot stress enough there are still so many hate crimes that are happening and then you know just because um stop asian hate got to a level of a awareness that does not mean the fight is over and does not mean the hate crimes towards um API community is done and then um, I just really have to be serious for a moment. It's like, this is, you know, absolutely not toler- tolerable and it's, I can't believe I have to say this.
1: Right. I Yeah.
2: You know, but then on the other hand, you know, on, as a queer person, there are also so much hate crimes towards my brothers and sisters in the trans community and that is also very, in a non-binary community too, like that's also very real. And then lastly, as an immigrant, it sucks to be an immigrant in this country in so many, so many ways. And especially when it comes to um, immigration, uh, legal, visa, green card, all that stuff. And then it's just really hard to, wrap my mind around um why is this so difficult but then yet yeah, meanwhile we all decided to come here we make a sacrifice and but hopefully there are things that we can collectively do to make life off of an immigrant a little bit easier a little bit at a time
0: yeah yeah.
1: Thank you for saying all that. I yeah. think it's it's obviously a very important um, topic right, no, right now and forever. And, yeah. Um, I also it also made me think of um, I was watching some past interviews that you did. Um, the video that you did for other boys was very vulnerable and very touching. And I definitely encourage our listeners to go um, look out for go t- try check out that video. check out that video because I mean w- we were watching it and it we were definitely moved by your story and the vulnerability in that video. It's really yeah. um it's really a, really yeah. good touching. And, and I, I think another, box,
2: that's
1: a sad uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um and I think another thing we'll do is put resources to stay educated and to be a resource to this uh, issue of concern um in the show notes.
1: So with that said, did you get our email about this peachy clean segment.
0: Yes, I do. I
2: also have a, I, I, Yeah, I have something that. Okay, I'm
1: good. Up. Amazing. Okay. So we'll slide. We'll slide right into that peachy clean moment. Um, let us know what you got to confess.
2: Okay, so.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm already excited. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> um. I. Okay here's something that I want to confess uh, (laughs) that I definitely have. um, So how do I say this? Um, I recently got back on the dating apps and um, after a long break. And and I definitely have um, find myself um, sort of, Question about um, relationship and then think about um, who I want to be with and all that good stuff. But meanwhile, I actually, on, on the meantime, I had this weird feeling that like I genuinely really enjoy being single, but then I feel very guilty about it because, um, very mm, much so deep inside my mind. First of all, uh, besides Gossip Girl and uh, Desperate Housewife, there's a Disney princess leaving, uh, living deep inside of me that I feel like <laughs> there will be a uh, Prince Charming with a, uh, you know, nice, kind of and, and a, you know, and, and a big penis school, you know, just like <laughs> right. take my life away, you know? Yeah,
1: make uh, everything better. <laughs> everything that Disney wanted everyone to take away, you know? <laughs>
2: right I mean <laughs> on the other hand it's like I genuinely felt bad like you know like I I really wanted to live happily ever after right this idea and then have this like, amazing relationship this like awesome companion that we can just be a good team together but then I feel guilty by you know liking being single I feel guilty by you know enjoying my day-to-day life and i feel guilty for like not like i feel I like i had this like moment with myself like oh my god like am i like like dead inside or something like like do i just not have what's it in me and i talked to my therapist about this and she recommended me to watch this show called scenes from a marriage uh which is on hbo Uh, featuring uh, Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain. And um, I I, I cannot spoil the show. So, you know, I I would strongly recommend you to watch it. There's only five episodes, but like, you know, they are long shows. It's a little hard to sit through at first, but make sure you watch the fifth episode. And then uh, the fifth episode sort of really established something about how to be a individual as a person while maintain connection with someone else. And yeah, um, that Was really interesting to me because, um, right now in my life, um, thanks to many wonderful things, thanks to you know my amazing therapist, and um, and I have so much more awareness and understanding, and thanks to all the my family and my friends to sort of like really fill in like these beautiful puzzles of my life, right? Like, this jigsaw. Um, that I actually don't really feel empty without a relationship and i've in some ways i feel very comfortable with myself being by myself and then the um and I wouldn't have reached that if I haven't done all the work prior before mm-hmm. but then I also feel like very often we get tricked by, the notion of the society of what you should be or you should be doing or who you should be seeing Mm -hmm. all of those things. Uh, And then that show, and then a lot of therapy sort of really helped me to sort of uh, reach to a point that I am comfortable with myself. But yet meanwhile, you know, if something happens, great, but I did not have that before. Like when I first joined the house, I was like, just trying to find. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So that's something I would like to confess and I'm yeah. uh, very happy about
0: it. Yeah, I think that that was really it was really beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And I think that I also um I I resonate with the idea of I feel very comfortable by myself and like if something happens cool, but but if it doesn't happen like in the, I'm not in any rush to find somebody. I also feel like I'm someone that will need a partner that is very independent because I'm very independent and I want to be able to like go live my life and I, this also made me think about what you had said earlier with the kind of the way we creative problem solve and live our lives creatively we don't have to have a relationship that um, hallmark has defined <laughs> is like we like maybe I was um what was I oh we were we, we had we had a podcast guest on and she was in a relationship she was like long-term relationship but they only see each other. I don't even, what a did she say? A year. couple like times a year. A couple times a year. a prominently like, long-distance relationship. And they FaceTime once a week. And I was, I think maybe, I don't, like, somewhere between that and, like, living together, stereotypical marriage setup, I probably will fall into some, some a divine balance of somewhere in there. But <laughs> it just made me think about we can kind of, we don't have to fall within the societal standards. We can create and we can find a relationship and create a relationship that works for us. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely. And then, like, I, yeah, I cannot be happier after I have that realization. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I also, this made me think of, I was listening to the radio and there was this uh, interview that was happening that two best friends just married each other. And (laughs) they were like, we're just best friends and we love each other and we're going to be together forever. But it was, like, platonic. And and then it's a little different. <laughs> but it's but it's kind of speaking to the idea of like, Relation like build the relationship, yeah, that you feel like works for you and what you need in your life. Because mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. like, someone just platonically marrying their best friend because someone that person's going to be with them, that person they trust with their finances, that person mm-hmm, they trust to make mm-hmm. those life or death situations in the hospital, what have you, and then they just go get you know, they'll go get the big penis on the side somewhere else, you know, and that's <laughs> that's that's the equation and formula that works best for them, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but.
2: Well whatever size to their liking. Doesn't have to be big.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also think like the every everyone's um relationship with singleness is, is different. Everyone's relationship with relationships is different. Mm-hmm. And finding the balance that works best for you is just like that's the most important thing, no matter what it looks like.
3: Yeah. Totally.
1: But thank you so much for sharing. Now you're all peachy clean.
3: I'm correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with us this lovely Monday. I know your favorite day of the week and donating some of your time. Like I know you're super busy. We're such big fans. So and grateful. we really appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. Such a good chat. Um, do you want to roll through where people can find and connect with you?
2: Yes. Um, so you can find me at ZZ Design on both Instagram and Twitter. But I also would love you to check out our work at dazzle.studio. And meanwhile, uh, I don't know if you were going to see what I'm wearing. So <laughs> I also have a merch store called Supply, which you can either type in the URL or go to the Instagram with the same handle.
1: amazing and all of those goodies will be in the show notes below so definitely head over and check them out
0: thank you so much for being here All right, peaches that does it for this week's episode thank you so much for tuning in make sure you go and check out Zipong's links they will all be in the show notes below Uh, while you're at it please check us out and give us some support and love you can find us on Instagram at Talk underscore peaches with that same handle you'll find us on TikTok you can head on over to our website www peaches.com where you can possibly snag some merch hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on and if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts make sure you give us that 5 star written review we really really appreciate it that helps us grow and gets this podcast out there more than anything but yeah other than that we will see you back here next Monday for another episode bye, bye peaches
1: beautiful <laughs>